course, um, Rebbe cried a lot. And um, the theme of the discourse is about a verse in the Song of Songs. Um, open up for me, my sister, my bride. Uh, Shem tells the Jewish people, please open up for me. And the Jewish people respond, how can I open up for you? In the language of Song of Songs, I've already taken off my clothing. And uh, how can I dirty my feet and go to open door for you? So the Rebbe describes the um, request of Hashem to us and our response to Hashem and how this um, is very relevant to the story of the Megillah, where the king's sleep is disturbed. And the reason the king's sleep is disturbed, as we'll see, is because the king of the world, Hashem's sleep is, so to speak, so to speak disturbed. The reason why Hashem's sleep is disturbed, so to speak, and what does she mean that Hashem is sleeping? We're going to get into that. But the sleep, and there's just a simple sentence about this sleeping, what sleeping means is that when you're sleeping, things aren't, your body doesn't function the same way that it does when you're awake, where all of the various organs in you are, are, are in their proper order. When you're asleep, not only can you have dreams about things which aren't normal, but the whole functioning of your body, instead of the main focus being your higher faculties, like your intellect and your feelings, and at, in your sleeping, your your digestive uh, parts of your body are more uh, dominant. Is that true, doctor? Absolutely. Okay. Vagal influence. Very Thank sympathetic. You. So, so if similarly, in time of exile, where Hashem is, so to speak, like asleep, make, it looks like he's not uh, um, doing things the way his plan is. It looks like that in in, in many instances. Um, when you see the Jewish people are being uh, tormented by their, the, the nations in whom they are exiled. So it, the reason for this, as we'll see, is because Jewish people are asleep, because we are, are, are asleep to Hashem's requests of us. And in the story of the Megillah, the Jewish people rose from their sleep. They dedicated themselves to serve Hashem with sacrifice. And that caused the king of the world's sleep to be disturbed, and thereby the king sleep to be disturbed and him to request the royal records and to remember Mordechai and for the miracle to happen. But um, uh, it's not only about uh, the king sleeping disturbed because of our devotion to him, it's also something, as we'll see, that the Abish is our father. Doesn't, he, he can't stand, it's not, it's, not, it's not literally asleep. He isn't, when we have pain, he has pain. And therefore his sleep is disturbed not only when, uh, when we wake up, but, but even when he's sleeping, he's not, he's not sleeping. Let's go right to this verse. That night the king's sleep was disturbed. The previous Rebbe quotes a custom that the Maril mentions. That when you, the reader gets up to the words on that night, he must raise his voice. Why? Because that is when the main miracle occurs. And the previous Rebbe asks about this. It would seem that the main miracle was request of Esther and all the things that she did to nullify the decree and how Hashverosh put out the golden scepter. Why does Maril say that the main sleep, the main miracle, is a king sleeping disturbed? Maybe Therefore, the previous Rebbe explains that this is based upon the Yalkut, that the king sleeping disturbed refers to the king of the world. 
Does it just refer to Achashverosh? Yes, not the main part of the miracle. The main miracle is that the king of the world sleep is disturbed. This concept, the king of the world sleep being disturbed, that is the main miracle. But that doesn't uh, fully satisfy us. Not only is that not an answer, that makes us have a question. How could we say that Hashem sleeps? The guardian of Israel does not sleep or slumber. So how can we say that Hashem sleeps? Understand this way first prefacing. It says in the, in the Song of Songs, Mishlei, it says in, in Proverbs, just like water reflects your face when you're looking in the water, so do the feelings, the feelings of your heart. They're reflected in the heart of the one that you have those feelings for. As Baal famously explains the verse, Hashem is your shadow, just like your shadow copies what you are doing, so too is Hashem your shadow, the way a person acts in this world, that is the way he is treated from on high. The Zohar says, come and see, this lower world is in sync with the higher world. The higher world bestows upon this world nothing other than what is happening in this world. If a person is in a state of a, of a radiant face here, so too a radiant face is extended to him from on high. Practically, when a person has a radiant face, the simch of a with joy and happiness, so then he draws upon himself from on high joy and happiness and a, and a radiant face from Hashem. On the other hand, if it's the opposite, it draws down the opposite. And so too says the previous Rebbe in his discourse, since the Jewish people were in a state of sleep, and it's a poil that it had an effect, instead of Hashem, as the verse says, he will not sleep or slumber, they had to do something to cause that, the ver- that to do something in order that he should not sleep. Because the Jewish people were in a state of sleep. And therefore, that causes that Hashem is not in a state of, of as the verse says, he does not, the guardian of Israel does not sleep or slumber. On the contrary, because we're in a state of sleep, that affects things to, to be similar in heaven. And therefore, there had to be the request, as King David says, arise, why do you sleep, Hashem? So the reason why there is a sleeping in heaven is because we're asleep. Okay. Thank you so much. As the priest explains in his discourse, what's the meaning of sleeping? In this world, sleeping is exile. 
which of course is Ani Yishena, as the verse says, I am asleep. This is the, the verse in Song of Songs that the Mimer is based on. I am asleep. I am asleep in the exile. Exile is like sleep. How is exile like sleep? It's not talking about Hashem, it's talking about us. And how this has an effect in heaven in a similar way. He explains. When a person is asleep, the body is fully there. Exactly the same way it is when he's awake. Yeah. Your body is fully there when you're asleep the same way it is when you're awake. So what's the difference between being awake and being asleep? Your body is, 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 is fully present. Hello, the difference is your faculties, especially your inner faculties, aren't doing their role. Or they're working, they are doing some kind of thing, but it's weaker and it's not in an appropriate way. It's not in a regular way. Let's get in detail. Sleep begins with closing your eyes. Dr. Bresson was thinking it doesn't always begin when you close your eyes. That's true. But, but in order for sleep to begin, you have to close your eyes. But all the other limbs of the body, you cannot notice the change that happens when the person is asleep. It, the, but this change is noticed specifically in the eyes. That when you're asleep, your eyes are closed. Sight is a very important part of a person's life. The most important part of a person's life. Both seeing in a simple sense. Seeing with your eyes. And seeing with your mind. The wise man has his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in the darkness. But when a person is in a state that he does not see, and he does not know what's happening, happening around him, that is called sleep. And so too is this true regarding the power to hear. The meaning of hearing, hearing is less than seeing. Hearing, metaphorically, is the idea of discernment. The ear weighs the words that it hears. The, the idea of hearing is associated with discernment. But when you're in a state, you cannot tell the difference between good news and bad news. That is a state that is associated, that, that is what sleeping is about. You can't tell the difference in good news and bad news, that's sleeping. So sleeping is, noticed in your, is, is noticeable in your eyes, your eyes are closed. It's noticeable in your ears, you're unable to discern between good news and bad news. And the same applies to all of the other soul powers. That when you're asleep, they don't function the same way. The same as though. More. While you're asleep, your soul powers could be affected, but they're not functioning in an orderly way. For example, when you are asleep, you do see things. But you see things which aren't real. You see all, all kinds of things which are 
fantasies. And so too in your dream, you could also dream about hearing things. And other things, other faculties also function in some way when you're asleep. But because you're asleep, although you're hearing and you're seeing in your dreams, but it's possible to connect two opposite things together. You can connect things that are completely um, not connected, uh, and yet in your dream, these two things which are impossible, the, the opposite of the truth, they're, they're a union, and yet in your dream, they're, they're, that's what's happening. So that's what sleep means in a physical level. Now let's see what this means in a spiritual level, in our, in our, in our lives. So what does it mean that a person is asleep in his service of Hashem? It says in the Torah, Hashem says to each of us, lift your eyes to, to the sky and see who created these. And who created the heaven and earth. Says another passage, Listen, Yisrael, let my Nisham understand that Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. These verses are talking about what our mind should see and what our mind should hear. It should hear Hashem Elkein Hashem that's a discernment, that's understanding that we should have, and we should see how Hashem creates the world. That's what we're supposed to have, Chachman Bina. Those are the soul faculties. That is that we each each of us has, and that's how they're meant to function. And our soul's perception of Chachman Bina is able to affect the actual way we look and hear at the world. What we see in the world, we hear from the world. That's affected by the way our Chacham Bina um, channels things that we, that to, to us. Our Chacham Bina is the way we. Chacham Bina, their soul, is, is meant to, uh, to, to appreciate Hashem Echad, meant to appreciate Mibara Eva, meant to appreciate the creation of Hashem, and that's supposed to affect the way we see and hear things. But when you're missing this, if instead of seeing and hearing Shema Yisrael, you're not. Then you could fall really low. If you're not seeing how the Abishter is creating the world, your world, then you really fall down. That's why exile is called sleeping. Because again, when you're sleeping, you don't see, you don't hear. And so to a person who's, who's in exile, he's not in miracles. When the base of Mish was standing, they saw Galinus vividly. Next page. Just like there was a commandment for everyone to appear in the base of Migdash, so too they also saw godliness in the base of Migdash. Ten miracles happened every day in the base of Migdash. They saw miracles. They saw them with their physical eyes. However, in the time of, since the destruction of the base of Migdash, we don't see your miracles. What that means is, there are miracles. But our miracles that are happening to us, we don't see. The person to whom the miracle happens doesn't recognize the miracle happened. So in time, we have these vivid miracles you could see with your eyes. These see godliness. But exile is like being asleep. In exile, you don't see. 
you don't hear, although miracles are happening to you, and yet you don't notice them. That's the idea of being asleep in the time. Does everyone follow why exile is associated with being asleep? Okay. So just like when you look in the water, you see a fl- reflection of your face, so too the feelings that, that a person has in this world, in his heart, they reflect in the heart, so to speak, of Hashem. That causes Hashem, so to speak, also to be asleep. What that means is, the verse says, where are Hashem's eyes naturally? The eyes of Hashem are to the righteous, his ears are to their cry. It's the eyes of Hashem scout out the whole earth. There are also other verses which denote Hashem's providence. So because a person is lacking in the service of Hashem, that causes that, so to speak, Hashem ascends higher and higher. doesn't mean that literally Hashem goes somewhere, but it means it looks like Hashem has withdrawn. You don't see the, uh, the, the things going according to, the, it seems, what the Torah's plan would be. And what happens is that Hashem is, so to speak, speak asleep. And then, just like when we're asleep, two opposites are connected to each other. So too, Hashem's the providence, when He is asleep, is also in a way that two opposites, two opposites, opposites are connected to each other. When we dream, two opposites come together. And Hashem's providence, when He is, so to speak, asleep, when He pretends to be asleep, although He's in pain, what, he's, what He does is, He does things that connect to opposites which are completely not connected. That Hashem gives abundance, but the abundance doesn't come in a good place. The abundance comes in a not good place, the opposite. And the opposite, the truth can happen. What's supposed to happen is. As we say in our prayers, you chose us from all nations and you exalted us. That's what's supposed to happen. That's the way things really are. Instead, what happens in exile is, is as the Torah says, the that the Jewish people are enslaved by the nations and by the Gentiles of the world. Instead of the Jewish people being noticed as noticed, being being instead of it being obvious that the Jewish people are chosen by Hashem and Hashem is exalting them and, and taking care of them in a unique way, as they are his children, instead what's happening is, it's the opposite. There's a lot of abundance, a lot of, a lot of success, but not being granted to the Jewish people, it's being granted to, to the other nations. And they're ruling and hurting the Jewish people. So how do we affect the fulfillment of the verse? Awake, arise. Why do you sleep Hashem? How do we cause Hashem to, so to speak, arise from his sleep? This is through our service of Hashem in a way of absolute dedication with Mesiras Nefesh. What does that mean? Since our soul powers are not functioning, they're asleep. We're not seeing godliness. We're not seeing Hashem and hearing Shema Yisrael Shemechon. That's not the, um, we're saying Shema Yisrael Shemechon, but we're not hearing it the way we're meant to. We don't have it there here. 
We don't have their hair in, in these words. We don't really feel them. So what do we need to do? So you're not able to relegate your behavior to be based just on your soul powers. That it should be the way it's meant to be. You can't cause... As we learned yesterday, the member about Amalek, that the first step one is that you have to force yourself to do the right thing because left to your own devices of how you think and feel, you go the wrong way. So we learned yesterday how your faith in Hashem has to govern everything. So that requires mysterious efforts. That requires you. That requires friction. You're pushing yourself to do something that you don't feel you want to do. So that's because you're asleep. Your your eyes and ears and and your thoughts and feelings aren't in the right place. So therefore, what do you need to do? But actually, have to say Not only are your eyes and ears not seeing and hearing the right things, not only are not sensitive to the truth of Hashem being the only one, but it's possible that our eyes and ears can confuse us. It says in Tanya, quoting the Zohar, that sometimes when a person's asleep, negative forces take hold of the soul, and they scorn the soul, and they show the soul different things, and the person has, has bad dreams, and he's in pain. That's what happens to the soul. The soul sees things that aren't real, and it hurts the soul. Uh, some. One interpretation, by the way, of, of that sentence in Tanya, interestingly enough, is that the soul sees the future. It sees events that are actually going to happen. And because the soul sees the future, the soul starts think, thinking to himself, hey, what? I must be a prophet, because I saw the future. And then, because of that, you, you, you let your guard down, because you say, well, I'm, after all, I'm a prophet. I don't have to worry about uh, my Yitzhar. And then you get really in trouble. But um, the simple translation of the words are that you see things that cause you pain. So just like this is true in your dream, in a simple sense, so too is it true in the dream of the exile, that you could see things that, that on the contrary, that confuse you. That, like Hashem says in the Torah, Hashem makes the world in a way that if a person wants to make a mistake, can make a mistake. And more, that you, you see things in your life that make you question and wonder, hey, where is he? And therefore, you have to summon something that's deeper than your soul powers. You can't rely on your power of Chachma and Bina, because they're seeing and hearing other things. You have to summon and arouse within you your, your, your service of Hashem, of Mesiris Nafesh, of total devotion. When you do this, this affects Hashem, so to speak, too. That instead of Hashem, so to speak, being in a state of sleep, that he is, he is ascending higher and higher, that he's withdrawing from the world, that instead of Hashem being asleep, the king's sleep is disturbed, as the verse says, awake, why do you sleep Hashem? And we start to see the verse being fulfilled, how the guardian of Israel does not sleep or slumber, this then is the meaning of the verse, I am asleep, and my heart is awake. Although I am asleep in the exile, nevertheless, my heart is awake. What that means is, next page, that by every single Jew, Yeshna, there is, there is the Pintaliyid, there is the essence of the Neshama, which is always with its full strength, it's always perfect. The closing of Sirs Nefesh. 
And that's the idea of Mr. Nefesh told the Moshe Tashem. So because a Jew's heart is awake, because a Jew's heart is aroused to be devoted to Hashem with absolute devotion of Mr. Nefesh, that causes also in heaven that Hashem's heart is awake. Hashem is called the heart of the Jewish people. As it says in the Torah, the rock of my heart and my portion is Hashem. So who is our heart? Our heart is Hashem. So my heart is awake means my heart is awake and the garden of Israel does not sleep and does not slumber. So in short, uh, what we learned today is that the meaning of the Balkore raising his voice, the reader reading, raising his voice and he gets the words, uh, on that night the king's sleep was disturbed. The reason why he raises his voice there is because that's the main miracle. Why is that the main miracle? Because that's not only referring to the king, it's referring to the king of the world. And we asked, it seems that the king of the world, sleep, the king of the world shouldn't be sleeping. Doesn't Torah say he does not sleep or slumber? And we answered based upon teaching the Baal Shem Tev, that Hashem is like your shadow. And then when you're in a state of sleep, so that causes also in Shemayim that the Hashem, so to speak, also is in a state of sleep. And we explain what sleeping means. Just like when you're asleep, um, you're, you're functioning in a way that two opposites can connect to each other. And you see in your dream things which aren't true. And the higher soul powers aren't uh, functioning. You're not seeing, you're not hearing in your sleep. Or you're seeing and hearing things which aren't true. Um, so too, in our lives, in, in exile, unlike in the time of the Besamekdash, where we saw Galilee vividly in the miracles that happened in the Besamekdash, instead of that, in the exile, Hashem shows us things which are paradoxical, which, which make us question and wonder what's going on. And because of our eyes and ears not being sensitive to the truth of what the souls meant to hear and see, that Hashem is one, and Hashem creates the world, and divine providence is happening, instead, because we're not sensitive to this, therefore, and now we're not sensitive to it, it's hard to be sensitive to it because things are happening which, because Hashem is also, so to speak, asleep, and He's, and, and he's giving, He's connecting opposite things together too. Hashem is causing that His blessings of abundance, instead of going to the right place, to Atav Khartan, to the one who we chose from all nations, instead it's going to those who are enslaving the Jewish people. So because the, the Jewish people are experiencing Hashem's acting in a way that, that, that seems to be totally incongruous to Torah, so it's hard for a Jew to, um, to see and hear what he's meant to see and hear. And therefore, the only way to, um, the antidote to this, as it was in the story of Purim, is Mesir Snafesh by the Jewish people displaying absolute and total devotion to Hashem, summoning within them the part of them that never sleeps, their heart, the essence of the Neshama, with Mesir Snefesh, with total devotion to Hashem, that caused also in heaven that Hashem stopped being asleep, and He rescued the Jewish people in the story of Purim. And uh, that's the meaning of the verse, I am asleep, my heart is awake, I am asleep, a lot of me is asleep in exile, however my heart, my, my Neshama is awake, and my heart also means Hashem, Hashem is awake, by me not being asleep, by me awakening my heart, my neshama, that causes also that my heart, Hashem, is also called my heart, is uh, is awoken, is, so to speak, wakes up, and it's noticeable and clear in the world in a vivid way that the Guardian of Israel does not sleep or slumber. The questions? Comments? All right. Great day. Supercharged. Supercharged? Supercharged.